Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Yes, fun coupons. <laughs> the money gun is in the studio. I yet to be certain if it's going to be used today, but the money gun is now a staple of the program. It, it has to be. It has to be is right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. What is up, people? Welcome to Wednesday, Christopher Canty. It's hump day, baby. It is hump day. I, we got a ton to get to today. We really like, This do. is not the typical Wednesday show. It is not, and we're going to start with some history with Aaron Judge last night. And look, it was a special, special moment. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great to see all of his teammates out there. Chris, it's not often these days that I really feel good about baseball. I have a lot of different issues with the way the game is, and I, I grew up loving it in so many different ways. But... Now, I don't get the chance to really enjoy the game as much as I used to, whether it's they're taking too long, all those things. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. Last night, I enjoyed that moment. And I and I hate the Yankees. And you're, and you're a Rangers moment. fan. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, they stink. But, yeah. <laughs> but you're a Rangers fan. It's I your am. team. I am. And But for Aaron Judge in that moment, his parents there, um, the guy who has done everything the right way, I just respect the heck out of what he has accomplished this season when this team at the beginning of the year tried to embarrass him and he just went out and showed everybody what he is all about. And this guy, he is a pure winner. He stayed healthy the last two years. You can't knock him on anything like that. Yep. Boy, I, I just, I'm so super impressed by it. And more than anything, I just enjoyed a moment in baseball for the first time in a really long time. No doubt about it. And that's a moment that everybody should be celebrating, right? Uh, I saw Hembo put this tweet out, and he said, Barry Bonds is the single-season home run record holder, but Aaron Judge is the standard. That's and, that's, and that's the part that we have to appreciate, right? In the era after um, steroids where they were trying to clean up the game, Aaron Judge is the hero that baseball needs, and he's the guy that – you can hold up. I mean, if you look at what Roger Mara Jr. had to say about it, he said, little kids finally have a home run hero that they can look up to and parents can feel good about it. That is Aaron Judge. I mean, th- this guy is the closest thing that baseball has since they lost Derek Jeter to Derek Jeter. That- that's where we're at right now. And so from the character that he's, exp- he's-, he's displayed on the field, the character that we've seen – off the field, in the community, this is the guy that baseball needs to hold up. And for Aaron Judge, you're probably talking about being the greatest bet on your season, bet on yourself season that oh, we've yeah. seen. Oh, yeah. This is, this is like, Chris, I, I can't a, think of a guy in that contract I, year that yeah, did something I, I like can't, this. I can't, I can't, nothing's coming to mind. Like a guy that bet on himself and is going to win as big as Aaron Judge is going to win. Mm. Carly, you're talking about a guy that's going to get over $40 million a year. That's a lot of money, especially for a player on the other side of 30. But because of the kind of season that he's had, because of the power numbers that he's put up in today's game, Carlin, which is all based on extra base hits, this guy is going to cash in, and deservedly so. Now, as a Yankees fan, I would like to see him stay in the Bronx. As a Yankees fan, I would like to see him end this storybook run, storybook season that he's had with the run in the postseason and winning a championship. Now, we'll have to see how all of that stuff plays out. But, I mean, you can't find enough superlatives to assign to Aaron Judge. The guy is just fantastic, and I'm happy that it was him 
that broke Roger Maris's record and the American League single season home run record. And you can tell it obviously based as as you said how much it meant to the Maris family. Yeah. That it was broken not just by a Yankee but broken cleanly and of course there's always the discussion around what's legitimate and what's not. Yeah. Mad Dog Russo earlier today on First Take from Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio and I've known Chris a long time, 20 plus years. Yeah. There was no bigger Barry Bonds fan on the planet than Chris Russo. Listen to this. 62 is your number. I don't want to hear about Bonds, Maguire, Sosa. This is it. Bonds artificially got the 73. Maguire got the 70. You know what Maguire did after he got the 70 and he realized he made a mistake? He called Mrs. Maris to apologize. So if that home run deal is so legit, what is he doing calling up Mrs. Maris wow. to apologize? His father told me that on our favorite little show, High Heat, his uh, son, Roger Maris Jr. How about that? And look, we can get into what's the record and what's not. No, the record I, is 73. You can't argue that. Uh, yeah. You can't I, argue that. It, the number is still standing, according to baseball, and it's still standing in the record books. When they haven't wiped it away... It's still there. Yeah. So there's nothing really to discuss there. And it was the most dominant offensive season that I've ever seen in my lifetime. That's I think, Chris, it's the most dominant offensive season there's ever been because as much as we can talk that about the uh, the record still standing, I can't evaluate a Bond se- season or a McGuire season or a Sosa season without really considering all of that in. Yeah. I look at this and the level of pressure that was on Judge in every way. And this is the best offensive season I've ever seen, even if he doesn't win the Triple Crown, yeah, which you won't. There, there's no asterisk to Aaron no. Judge's season. There's no cloud of suspicion, right? And we had that with McGuire, with Sosa, and with Barry Bonds. And so to eliminate the ifs, Carlin, or the whatabouts is a, a big step for the game of baseball. Now, when it goes to the steroid era, guys, like everybody was complicit in that. It was Major League Baseball turning a blind eye. Bud Selig, the commissioner at the time, they made a decision. You know what? We're going to roll with this, and we know these guys are probably doing something that's outside of our policies when it comes to performance-enhancing drugs, but guess what? It's bringing the game back from the work stoppage that we experienced in the mid-'90s. Yep. That's what we're doing. It was so, a magical summer they had. And, and so they all rolled the wave, and here's the other thing when we had the bonds sosa McGuire conversation. It's not like it was just the hitters that were on PEDs, guys. Mm-hmm. Pitchers were on it, too. So, I mean, it's just it, it's one of those things where we, – the degree of difficulty, I get what people are going with Aaron Judge and what he's done, but we also have to acknowledge, like, the record has to remain intact because this is where baseball was. And if we're going to talk about Barry Bonds and question the legitimacy of 73, then we got to talk about the sport as a whole during that two decades era. Now, what is tough to hear for you is something that you mentioned a few minutes ago, and that's what the contract is going to look like. For Aaron Judge. Here's Buster earlier today. Buster only ESPN senior MLB writer on where he's going to get the most money. I do think a team will jump in with a bigger number than what the Yankees are going to offer. I think that number is going to come from the San Francisco Giants. I know they're waiting in the weeds for the offseason to begin, and they're going to pursue Judge, who, of course, grew up about 100 miles from their ballpark. I am going to be curious to see if Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, who's a great collector of art, will look at Aaron Judge and say, that's the piece I must have. I think I generally share the skepticism of a lot of executives with other teams that he actually will leave the Yankees if the Yankees will let him get away. I think somebody's going to offer him $400 million. I, I believe it'll come to that. Not out of the gate, but I believe it will come to that. I can't imagine 
at, at the very least, north of 350. I can't imagine that the Yankees are going to come anywhere close to that. They might hit three. I don't think they're going to 350. I don't see it. And if they do, if they don't, they're going to really rue the day because Judge will walk. Well, here's the problem with that, though, Carlin. If Aaron Judge and this magical ride continues throughout the postseason and the Yankees win a World Series, the Yankees ain't going to have no choice. Yeah. It would be embarrassing for them to allow Aaron Judge to walk out of the door because, remember, once upon a time, Brian Cashman was the one that promised championships, and he said he wasn't going to compromise the window that they had for one championship. Well, this guy is the centerpiece of everything that you're building. If you're going to have a dynastic run and get to the World Series a couple of times, you know, over the course of the next five years, Aaron Judge is going to have to be at the heart of that. You can't let that walk out of the door haggling over the amount of years that you're willing to go. Now, somebody's going to go to that ninth year. We keep talking about it, and everybody wants to say, oh, maybe it's a seven-year deal or it's an eight-year deal. This is going to be a nine-year deal. And let's be honest, this is going to be ugly for whatever team that gets him once Aaron Judge starts knocking on 40. But that's not why you're paying him. You're paying him all that money for the next four to five seasons. You're paying a premium for that. But it's not just the production that you're getting on the field, Carlin. It's the intangibles, what he brings to your clubhouse, what he brings to your community. And that's where the Yankees have to understand there's a tremendous amount of value, and there are owners around Major League Baseball that are willing to spend that. You're talking about he grew up 100 miles from the Giants' ballpark. I mean, he, there's a potential for him to go out to the West Coast. We talked about the Giants' payroll in 2023. Yep. And they, they, they got $100 million in, in payroll in 2023. So they got money to spend. The Chicago Cubs, the same way. I think their payroll for 2023 is $95 million. Mm-hmm. You know, the New York Mets, they don't care about blowing past the luxury tax. <laughs> you know, they just don't. Steve Cohen, it just, it just doesn't care. So while Max Scherzer got, what, $43 million a year from Steve Cohen? You mean to tell me that there's not a team in Major League Baseball that's willing to commit that amount of money on average annual value to Aaron Judge on a long-term deal? Stop yourself. You know, if you're Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman, you got to be realistic about where the market is for Aaron Judge right now. And that's going to put Shohei Otani next year as the first $50 million a year, $500 million. Baby. Well, here's the other thing. If, if, you're, if you're Aaron Judge, you just saw Shohei Otani avoid arbitration and get a one-year, $30 million year deal while he's still under team control. Yep. He's not even on an open market and got $30 million a year. What is the number for Aaron Judge being unencumbered after putting up the kind of offensive season that he just did? It's between 370 and 400 it, and I think that's Car- happening. Carlin, it's $45 million a year. Yeah. It's $45 million a year. Uh, and it should be. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, my friends, in just moments, Keyshawn Johnson will join us in his weekly spot with us, even though he hates the fact that we call it a weekly spot with us because that's key. Well, I, I just I just think he has a little a little bone to pick with you. I think there might be some beef between a lot of people. Don't you like and me. you and you and, and Keyshawn. People don't like me. I know. It's, you're, you're the bald mamba. Yes. I think you I think you prefer it that way. These are the ABCs of me, baby. <laughs> Deal with it. Look, guys, if you are suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, you've got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. Sooner you take action, the more options you're going to have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it the most. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card toward a procedure. Text CARLIN to 203-203. You don't want to wait when it comes to your hair loss. Just get the information. Learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. 
People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair, and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley Info Kit and the $250 off gift card when you text Carlin to 203 203. Again, text Carlin, C A R L I N to 203 203. Get your hair back with Bosley. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We welcome in Keyshawn Judson of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Key, how we doing? It's a bad intro. Why is it a bad intro? Because it's supposed to be, we welcome in the one and only. Well, I would say Hall of Famer, but, you know. Wow. 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 Hey, look, but let me, I, let me Key, I, did, Key, I had nothing to do with that, bro. <laughs> Key, just so no, we no, clear, no, no. I had hey, nothing on, to do with hold that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, Canty. I know you have anything to do with that. <laughs> Some people's careers are defined by getting into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Some people really played their careers to do those sort of things, to really wear a yellow jacket, to play 18 years, to pile up numbers, to justify their ability to play the sport. That wasn't me, Chris. My ability, both Chris's, by the way, uh, my ability helped me get my family out of poverty. That was my mission. See, once I was able to do that, the yellow jacket doesn't mean anything. To me, some it does. And as I tell people all the time, 
astutely said. There's many people that wear yellow jackets that wish they had my careers, post-career. Okay? So I would never trade my post-career nor my playing career for a yellow jacket. But go ahead, Mr. Carlin. I well, now continue to answer any questions you would like for me. Well, now I just feel like a jackass. <laughs> well, you're the one that did it, Carlin. Well, he, he was killing my intro. No, so you, you're the one that did it. That's listen. how you fire back? You, it happens. Yes. If you fire at me, I'm going to throw a napalm oh, back at you. Oh, my gosh. Chris, I, 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 I didn't fire at you. I just said, all I said was I was expecting a little more up, you know? All right. But, I will but give you more okay. of Ladies and gentlemen, the great... Keyshawn Johnson, and you were a great player, which is not something you need me to tell you. So here we are. There he is. There it is. Key, we appreciate it. I see that, Key. That, that, Ma- Ma- that's master class right there. That's, Ma- that's master class right there. But, Key, Key, listen, I know you're, you're, you're a native of Southern California. You're in the L.A. market. You got your ear to the ground. What the hell is going on with the L.A. Rams, man? Because it seems like it's getting away from them a little soon in the season. Starting to get late early for the L.A. Rams. What, what's going on with that team? What did you see from them on Sunday night, What if, on Monday on Monday night, and what are you seeing from them throughout the course of this season? Well, one, I'm not a, I want to be uh, true and real. I'm not a Rams fan. I'm a Raider fan when it comes to the NFL. Even though they're in L.A., I do support them, and I wish them well. Now, back to your original question. I Look, it's early. If you look at the team a year ago, it was early for them a year ago. You know, obviously they beat the Dallas Cowboys. People are like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, based on the Dallas Cowboy hype. They go up to the Super Bowl. But they kind of slid in and backdoored into the Super Bowl. A couple things went their way. Okay, they made some adjustments in the offseason. They lose Von Miller. They lose OBJ. Cam Akers came back a year ago, and they started running the ball better. They're not running the ball nearly enough enough and well so far at the beginning of the year. The Rams' offense is all predicated on play-action pass. Sean McVay is stuck into the Cooper Cup universe, which Cooper Cup is a good player. He deserves all the touches he can get. But when you put too much emphasis on forcing a guy to ball in in situations every single game, the other teams on defense, they watch film too. They know formations, tendencies. And when you're not changing formations and tendencies, you get to pick six going the other way. And so Sean will be different this week than he was this this past week against the San Francisco 49ers because he realizes now, because everybody's saying, you're putting the ball in too much stress on Cooper Cup when you sign Allen Robinson to be the second guy. You have to start utilizing him. Although they got Higby the ball a little bit, that's different because it's a tight end. There's certain things that Sean is used to and comfortable with, which is Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford has always been a pick machine. There's nothing changes about that. He's going to give the ball to the other team. You know, on the defensive side, as you play, Chris, mm-hmm. you know, Canty, when somebody says he's going to give it to you, all you do is got to catch it, yep. that's Matthew Stafford. It doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback. It doesn't mean he won't lead them to the Super Bowl again. It just means you're going to have so many opportunities for turnovers against him you just got to capitalize on them. And defensively, Aaron Donald is still being doubled and triple teamed. He's still causing some havoc. Jalen Ramsey plays okay at times. The other corner opposite of him is not great. The safeties have been weak. The middle of the, middle of the defense is still kind of weak. They've got to shore up those things 
before it gets late, because I don't think it's too late right now. San Francisco's okay. always – San Francisco's beaten them seven or eight times in a row in the regular season. Keyshawn Johnson with us, Keyshawn J. Will, and Max. Key, you and Canty have been on this, that when Dak does come back, that the Cowboys have to play the way they are right now with Dak. The biggest question is, though, do you trust them to do that? I do. I do. Because this is the first taste of 3-0 and that they've had without Dak Prescott, right? When they had, who was it last year, Andy Dalton? Mm-hmm. Or the year before, the year before whenever, whenever Andy Dalton took over and all the other quarterbacks when he was hurt, they never went 3-0. Mm-hmm. They never had a chance to go 4-0. So now what happens, Carlin, is coaches in front office people, they got rabbit ears. So they're listening to y'all right now, even though you don't think they are. They're listening, they're hearing, and they may not hear the show. Somebody will pick up what you guys say every day. They'll write it. It'll be in the local paper. They'll read it. And other people on shows saying the same thing. You got to keep the same recipe. The Cooper Rush playbook is what you got to keep moving forward, which is defense, running the football well with a strong offensive line, again in the run game, again, and a quarterback who you're not asking to play like he's $200 million. Just play like you're trying to make the team. Don't turn the ball over. I need you to be. 17 to 26, 235 yards and a touchdown in the air, possibly a quarterback sneak on the one-yard line. That's how you win. You don't have to score. I hear all these analysts running around, oh, they're not scoring any points. They don't need to. They got a hell of a defense. How many points do you think we scored when we won the Super Bowl as an offense? We wasn't scoring. We wasn't uh, the greatest show on turf, but we scored enough points as – as Simeon Rice and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks would say to me, Key, just get us nine, man. We got the rest. Just get us nine points. We're going to handle it. That's kind of Dallas's situation. Just get us 22. Get us 23. We'll handle the rest. Key, real quick, because we're up against the break, who's this game more important for, the Cowboys or the Rams? I think it's more important for the Rams. Okay. Because San Francisco got some mojo. And if they keep pulling away from them, Seattle ain't far behind. Geno Smith's getting better and better every snap he takes. And then when you look at the Cowboys, they can afford to drop this because they'll be potentially getting Dak back, and they still got to play the Eagles twice. Key, awesome stuff as usual. I'm sorry that I escalated. Don't awesome me. Don't you dare no. awesome me. Get him, Key. Get him, Key. After he said to me, I'll never, ever be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm not Hall of Fame worthy. And I know what you said. I heard you. Once again, brilliant analysis. Can't thank you enough for your time, and you're a Hall of Famer to me. That's we'll talk to you matters. next week, Key, for your Thanks, weekly. Key. All right, buddy. Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Willemax. Yes, I did escalate that you a little did. bit. You did. You oh, did. Oh, well, I mean, it happened. You pulled out the big guns. I mean, that was that was hitting below the belt. As, as a major league manager once said to me, you get one of our guys, we're going to get two of yours. Just take the L, though. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take the L. Next, we get into the Cowboys, and you heard that last question and answer from Keyshawn. Who is this game more important to between the Rams and Cowboys? We discuss. It's Canty and Carlin. Be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation. 
presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. It's next on ESPN Radio. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Are you going to try to avoid The ESPN app. Well, there's another dollar that has to go into the plus jar. Uh-huh. Are you going to try to avoid insulting any more of our guests on the show for the rest of the day? Listen, uh, when I don't know what it was. It was just a quick response. I don't. I, I didn't have anything in particular today that would cause a quick trigger. But you took a shot at the man's career. I don't. Yes, and I don't know why it got that escalated. Because you have hate in your heart. No, and you I let don't. it out. You do. It's I there. don't. There's there's beef between you and Key. Why would there be beef between I me and I don't know. That's what we're trying to get to the There's bottom no of. There's no beef between me and Key. Yeah. Do, we need, do we need to have a joint therapy session where we can discuss our issues and, and get this out so you and Key I'm can sure clear Key the would air? love that. Yeah. <laughs> Key, this is like, they, <laughs> you know, they have to hand you something. Okay, it's your time to speak. Yeah. Key, this is how I feel. Yeah. I felt disrespected when you said that was not a good intro. Yes. So I had to answer back. I'm sorry I didn't give him a good enough intro. I'll pump them up more next time. Yeah, we need your energy, I don't we know need your why, energy up. But, like, doesn't it at least make you feel a little bit better to know that you have a partner that immediately is going to go after it on somebody else? That has your back no matter what. But that wasn't, wasn't you having you. my back. That was you having your own back. Well, I think of us collectively. <laughs> it's a collective. <laughs> yes. The collective you. Right. Gotcha. See, that's me. Like, the, the, the trigger response, you know right away. I'm going to jump right in there, and you don't have to worry about it. Speaking of the collective, are the Rams collectively going to get their ish together? So, I I did some checking on this today. And there's a few different things that I would look at right now if I'm the Rams. First of all, I, I definitely get the impression that they feel like what happened the other night had a lot to do with Mental mistakes, uh. as we heard from from Sean McVay afterward. Uh, but really, the fact that McVay could not get over the amount of mental mistakes that were made in the but, game. But Carl, and, and I hear you on that. And Emmys, I'm not saying whether M- it's true or not. M- Emmys and MAs drive coaches crazy. Yep. But what does that have to do with that ass whooping that the the front for the San Francisco 49ers defense put on that old line? Well, there is there's nothing to do with that. That wasn't about missing assignments. That's about you got your butts kicked. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, yeah, that's about you got your butts kicked. And how the, do you fix that if you're Sean McVay? What what do you do from a scheme standpoint to try to mitigate the deficiencies that you have on your offensive line? Because Carlin, I, I don't know that you can come up with enough X's and O's. That can work around well, let's talk having about a this. bad offensive line. Well, let's talk about this for a second. Whenever that's the case, what's the first thing that we suggest? Get the ball out quick. Yeah. You don't have the explosive player right now where you can – you don't have the Debo Samuel where if you get the ball out quick on a quick tunnel screen or something like that, that you can guarantee you're going to get more than three or four yards or whatever it is. No, you don't have that guy. Allen Robinson's the issue. Like, Allen Robinson right now – I. I'm not clear on what's going on there, but it feels like he doesn't have a full-on grasp of everything they're doing. Because how else can Allen Robinson, who has this career as a receiver, not be more open than he is? Is he running the wrong routes? Is he is he just not comfortable in the offense yet? Is he not comfortable with Matt Stafford? I don't know. 
Like that, it, I think these are all questions worth asking. Well, this guy has been a thousand yard receiver everywhere he's been. Yeah. So why aren't we seeing him have more productivity in this offense? I I think I do get the impression that if you believe that Matthew Stafford is just forcing it to Cooper Cup because that's the only guy he's comfortable with, I think that's oversimplifying it. Yeah. I think it might have to do with maybe other guys aren't getting open enough. But here's the other part. Higby's the other guy he'll throw Here's the other part, and here's the rub. We're talking about Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup getting a lot of targets. Where do their targets come? From the short, intermediate range of the field, right? Yeah. Mostly inside the numbers. Got to throw the ball down the field at some point. But can he throw the ball down the field with that elbow? That's the other question that we don't have an answer to. He, he had some passes the other night that did not look good. No, especially the one Chris, where he's targeting the tight end in the end zone. He throws it behind the guy. It almost ends up being an interception. What he, It should have been a touchdown. What he, he had this offseason, I definitely get the impression, was a lot closer to surgery than they ever wanted to say, as opposed to the procedure that they called it. And Well, before he got to the Rams, I never remember Matt Stafford wearing a sleeve on his throwing arm. I did. I don't even really remember it much last year. Maybe he did. I maybe, don't remember. I think toward the end of the year, maybe? It was just certainly more noticeable to me now. Yes. Clearly, toward the end of last year, he was having some issues. Yeah. But he went into the offseason, going to try to get it fixed. It's got to be frustrating to come back. You have the surgery done and or or procedure, whatever it is. I think it was closer to surgery, and it's not fixed. Yeah. Like, if you're a player and you go into your offseason, you kind of give up a lot of your offseason because you're getting surgery. Yeah. And it's not fixed. That's got to be pretty aggravating, no? Yeah, is this thing headed down the road that we saw Ben Roethlisberger a few years ago where he had elbow surgery and that was the beginning of the end for him? I know you're a Steelers fan and you saw how that movie ended. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. That wasn't good. No. And so for an organization that just committed, what, $160 million over four years to Matt Stafford, you're starting to wonder now, how much runway do you actually have with Matt Stafford? And if it's not going to get significantly better quickly – then not only are we talking about this championship window closing, Carlin, I would argue that it's already shut. Well, I think what you're going to have to do is weigh whether or not this is worth saving. Like, we we talked about this yesterday, that if the Rams are going to do something, they're going to have to go all in to try to do it because they may not have a choice. Mm. Is this right now worth saving? Doesn't feel like it. Well, it, do- it doesn't feel like let's it. Let's explore that question because – I, I got some feelings on it that I, I just don't know if there are a whole lot of other options for them, but there is one that's particularly interesting. We'll discuss. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. And then there is the cowboy aspect of this, too. Who is this game more important to we discuss next canty and carlin espn radio hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN Radio. Let's hit you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Craig is in Lansing, Michigan. Up next on ESPN Radio. Craig, what's going on, buddy boy? Hey, I just tuned in and I heard you guys talking about the Rams, and I I think I know what their problem is, at least a few of them. Uh, For one, they didn't play anybody in the preseason, um, so they're using their first four weeks of the regular season as their de facto preseason. Two, when they've had their problems, it's been against the two best, two, you know, two of the best defenses in the NFL. And, you're, you know, one of the most important players that any team is missing right now is they're missing Andrew Whitworth. They're all pro left tackles due to retirement. So when you see everybody for the, for the preseason games, you know, that, that seems like a good idea until it doesn't work. So everybody's rusty. I think that they've, you know, they shook the rust off. They took their lumps, and I think they're, they're going to be fine going forward. But yeah, the offensive line problem, though, yeah, let's not point to Andrew Whitworth as the offensive line problem because when he came back last year, you could have made the argument that Noteboom should have started over him. Yeah. And they they started Whitworth because of who he is. Yeah, but it's not like they didn't know what the offensive line was going to be because Whitworth had retired right after right. the Super Bowl. Essentially, once they gave him – the Super Bowl hat and T-shirt, he was like, I'm shutting it down. This is it for me. And they knew that was the and case. And they knew that was the I case. I think they gave Noteboom a contract, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, after the and, Super Bowl. And so I, I don't buy the whole Whitworth excuse because no. this is something that the Absolutely Rams see not. coming. And they thought that this group was good enough. And yet we're seeing by allowing seven sacks, 17 pressures on your quarterback, it's not nearly good enough in today's NFL. Here's another interesting tidbit about the Rams offense. Last year, Matt Stafford, was third in intended air yards on pass attempts, okay? On all pass attempts, completions and completions, he was third in intended air yards. This year, he's 22nd, Carlin. Oof. 22nd. There's a problem with Matt Stafford. Now, we can blame it on the receiving core. We can blame it on the offensive line. But there's something going on with Matt Stafford. There's something happening with that elbow. And I don't know that... That issue combined with what we're seeing up front with their offensive line is going to be something that the Rams can overcome. I don't know how they could because you're not going to put uh, anybody else in there and immediately you're going to be able to solve the problem at quarterback. Not right now uh, because none of them, anybody you put behind that line is going to get their clock cleaned as it is. Mm -hmm. And doesn't sound like it's going to get much better this week with the offensive line. And, And I mean... They play the Dallas Cowboys. Can you imagine what Micah Parsons is thinking right now? Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, all those guys. They are licking their chops right now, knowing that they have a sitting duck target back there and not much in front of them. Yeah. And they're watching that 49ers film, and they're saying, you know what? The 49ers blitzed the hell out of them. Why wouldn't we blitz the hell out of them? Mm -hmm. There were plenty of balls that Matt Stafford threw that could have been picks. Dallas is going to take advantage. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Eric, the guru in Indianapolis. What exactly are you a guru right. of? What are you a guru of? I'm a guru of, of everything. I'm everything. a guru of everything. I've been, I've been, I've, I've been betting, 
since I was 12 years old. My uncles, they ran a bookie joint. So I'm all about it. My prediction is pretty much A1 too as well. Okay, but so what I do you got? Say, What's your I play? Appreciate, I, <laughs> I, 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 I want to say, <laughs> I want to say, I want to bet Canty, the guru. I wanted to bet the uh, Marcia Domus or Barcer Domus or whatever, but I couldn't get a hold of him. But Chris Candy, I, I'll settle for you. The Eagles, they're not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. So, and I'm willing to bet and put anything on the line, a pie in the face, something, whatever. Whatever you want to do, I'll send a video and showing that if I lose, I'll send a video. What you think? I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I got to think of what we're going to do for the Eric Guru Challenge, but I'm with it because the Eagles right now are undefeated. And looking at the landscape of the NFC, I have a hard time seeing them not being a playoff team, even if it means them being a wild card. I don't know how the Eagles don't make the playoffs. I would ask bar- this question. Barring any significant injuries. I'm going to reach out to ESPN Stats and Information yeah. and find out, has there ever been a 4-0 and team to not make the playoffs? That's a great question. I would like to know that. I, I would will like send to that know. email right now, yeah, the in the guru. meantime, in the meantime, Chris, on the Cowboys this weekend, they have got to be absolutely licking their chops at the moment at getting an opportunity at the Rams. And listen, we can talk all we want about if Dak's going to play or if Dak's not going to play. Frankly, there's no reason for Dak to play a minute before he is healthy. And I know we, we talked to Jeff Darlington about this yesterday. I don't believe that we have reached the point where Dak should be worried about getting his team back. Like, I'm not I, – I get where that can be a concern when you've been out for a while, and there is an insecurity that is built into the sport to begin with, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's entirely too soon for Dak to be forcing his way back because he feels like he needs to get the team back with him. No, it's his team, and the contract says it's his team, and he's on the right side of 30. The organization has made a sizable long-term commitment to him. And let's be honest, Carlin, Dak is a better player than Cooper Rush is right now. From a talent standpoint, Dak is better. It ain't like the Cowboys are just finding out about Cooper Rush. He's been in their system for the last five years. They know who he is, and they know who he isn't. But I think more importantly, Cooper Rush knows the offense has a familiarity with operating it, which has allowed him to avoid mistakes. If you don't turn the ball over a bunch and your defense creates a lot of takeaways and negative plays, then that's going to set your offense up in pretty good position to score some points and control time of possession and dictate the complexion of the game. And that's exactly what Cooper Rush is doing. Can't take away from the job that Cooper Rush has done. But I think we also have to look at this clear eyes, being sober-minded, and say Dak Prescott is a better football player than Cooper Rush. Now, is Kellen Moore going to accept the formula that we've seen from the Cowboys over the last three three weeks in them winning games with Dak Prescott as his starting quarterback? That's the biggest question that we have. But, but this is a formula that can't work. Multiple tight ends on the field, leading with your running game, using play action passing for explosives down the field, and then leaning on your defense – that's a formula that works, Carlin, but and it's not unique. We've seen it in the history of the National Football League, and that's led teams to championships. I don't know why you would want to make it any different, even though you had a more talented quarterback under center. I, I don't know either when it's working as well as it is, but why is it that I don't have the faith that they're going to stick with this? I mean, and it doesn't feel unjustified that I 
don't have the faith. Yeah. It feels like it's a healthy skepticism on my part. Because I, I just show, show me show me the offensive coach that doesn't fall in love with throwing the ball all over the yard. That's the problem. Show me the you got an offensive head coach and you got Kellen Moore, who's a former player, now you're OC. Both of them love to show how creative they are. Both of them want to throw the ball all over the yard. So that's a part of what's working against the Cowboys and why you might not have any faith. But with Cooper Rush, they didn't have any choice, Carlin. They didn't have any choice. Their hands were tied. Now with Dak Prescott, he gives you a choice because he's a top-10 quarterback. But we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening. I, I mean, Dak Prescott is not going to play this week against the Rams. Let's just, no. Let's just go ahead and eliminate that. The Eagles, while it's a possibility, I don't think that's the place you want them to to come back. I, I think I you look. I think you look for a in soft, Philadelphia, correct? I think, yeah, yeah, in Philly. I think you look for a soft place to land. You got a couple of home games against the Bears and the Giants before your bye week. Roll with that, and then allow Dak Prescott to be as close to one hundred percent, so we can avoid any potential quarterback controversy. Because if he does come back for the Philadelphia Eagles game, and the Cowboys lose or get embarrassed, even worse. And people are going to start asking, is Cooper Rush a better option for this team? And if you just leave Cooper out there and he loses that game. Loses both of the games, the Rams and the Eagles game. But let's just say at the end of those games, so you would be 3-2 and without Dak. You would have signed for that in a freaking heartbeat when the injury happened back in week one. So there's no reason to rush. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.